Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Matt Pressman, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Delray Beach, Florida. He um, has um, has has a condition called uh, spondylitis. Correct. And we're going to talk uh, a little bit uh, today about his experience with the Alexander Technique, how it helped him with uh, basically coping with that disease. I should say also that Matt is um, a health and fitness enthusiast. He has certification from the American Council on Exercise and the American Institute of Fitness Educator Educators. Yep. And in college, he had uh, he was the captain of the tennis team at uh, UConn, University of Connecticut. Right. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Robert. Um, I, I wonder if we uh, you could uh, first of all give our listeners a very short description of the Alexander technique. <laughs> well, Robert, I'm a big fan of your show, and I think the quickest and easiest description for the Alexander Technique is the study of body mechanics. Mm-hmm. And how to, use, how to use the mechanics you have efficiently. Can we add that to it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, that's, uh, that's a very basic, uh, a very basic uh, definition. It's basically saying that whatever your situation is, how can you do the best with it? Would that also be a reasonable thing to say? Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it, it's looking at posture alignment, um, movement, and reflex habits, and specifically looking at releasing muscular tension in the body. Okay. Now, obviously, um, you have this condition called spondylitis, and maybe it would be good. There may be some listeners who are not totally clear what that is. Um, Maybe if you could start by just giving a very short description of that as well. Well, it's it's really in in essence again to keep it short. It's it's fusion in the vertebrae. So folks that have spondylitis have fusion in their vertebrae and and lose movement and range of motion in their spine. So basically, what you're looking at is a situation where it's been called before bamboo spine, mm-hmm. and you really lose your use of your your spine in kind of everyday activity. So it's 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 a pretty debilitating uh, condition. So you lose the you, you lose the uh, basic flexibility of of the spine, right? Yeah, people become very stooped over, and a and a serious kyphosis, kind of a dowager's hump, can develop early in life. And so it, it's a it's a scary thing to be diagnosed with. And I got diagnosed at thirty years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, going back to your definition of the Alexander technique. Um, there's nothing in that definition that suggests a, a cure for a disease. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, whatever your situation is, it can help you do things uh, more easily, more efficiently. And I think it would probably help our listeners, especially those who have spondylitis, to hear a little bit about how the how the technique um helped you did you can i start by asking did that diagnosis come before you decided to become an alexander teacher yeah i'm 40 now i was diagnosed at 30 and um i couldn't find anything that worked robert it was a very difficult situation 
I was given uh, sulfazidine, methotrexate, uh, Vioxx. I don't know if you remember that um, that prescription that that was uh, pretty. That pretty was not a good one, right? Time. No, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. I... It was a COX two inhibitor, and it right. gave people uh, heart attacks. Uh, they found that afterwards. So, I was taking that and and, and a range of other medication to try to solve this problem. Got deeper into fitness. Tried massage. Tried yoga. Tried tai chi. Tried acupuncture, tried chiropractic, tried everything, and nothing was making it better. I had read about the Alexander Technique on a post on um, the Spondylitis website, called a teacher, and then tried it about a year later. So it actually was something I tried a long time after I originally investigated it. And it was it was excellent. I got really great results right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was uh, It was really a, I mean, I wouldn't call it a cure for me necessarily, but it was a way to use my body more efficiently that allowed me to get out of pain much more uh, effectively, efficiently, and easily than I had with anything else that I'd, I'd tried beforehand. And, and uh, apart from the pain issue, did it help your, uh, your physical functioning? Absolutely. I mean, at the time, I, I was having a lot of trouble, um, everything from working out to just reaching to turning around to, to look, uh, you know, in the rearview mirror of my car. There was there was cervical spine problems, thoracic spine problems, lumbar problems. Basically, the spine had gotten into a condition where there was very limited range of movement. And any kind of uh, jerky movements or, or fast movements or, or deeper kind of stretching types of movements would be extremely difficult to, to execute. So in the process of learning the Alexander Technique, my movement got much more fluid and easy. And I learned how to use my body without body armoring, you know, without mm-hmm. kind of adding muscular tension to my movements. And suddenly, my range of motion increased uh, by a huge amount. And not only that, but when I moved or when I stretched or when I went through everyday movements, I found ways to do it where I wouldn't increase or sharpen the pain that I had. That was at the beginning of the work with the Alexander Technique. By about 20 lessons in, I began to see a sharp decrease in my chronic pain that I dealt with every day. So... Um, it, it was really something that I found was a self-care method that allowed me as a, as a pretty, pretty extreme back pain sufferer to be able to cope with the pain by using my body in a different way. So um, I'm, am I correct in assuming that the degree of fusion uh, hasn't itself changed any or, or has it? Well, what happened was, it's an interesting thing, and folks that are listening that have spondylitis are familiar with this. You get, you get a, there's a blood antigen, uh, HLA-B27, which is, which is typically found in people that have spondylitis. Um, that combined with a number of other things, your, your SI2 joints under x-rays show some fusion uh, and inflammation. Um, oftentimes people with uh, spondylitis also get um, iritis, which is inflammation in the eye where, you, where it hurts to look at sunlight and, and, and also have you know, uh, back pain and, and chronic back pain. So after being misdiagnosed by a number of different doctors, I was sent to a rheumatologist who ran up a bunch of these tests on me and found out that I indeed did have uh, spondylitis. And so I had then tried to you know, prescription medication, 
to try to calm the condition as much as possible. And I tried, you know, working out and living a more healthy lifestyle, eating better. I mean, everything under the sun, I tried Mm -hmm. to see if I could alleviate this condition. And what the Alexander technique did that was very different than everything else was it taught me essentially how to function differently and how to use my body in a much more efficient and effective way so that I wouldn't exacerbate pain. And this is what I was saying in the beginning. And then what happened was over a period of about 20 lessons, it started to really decrease my chronic pain that I felt on a daily basis, particularly when I woke up at night um, you know, or, or in the morning with a stiff neck or just kind of at the end of the day, my back was kind of hurting and sometimes would go into spasm. Um, it was really a wonderful uh, uh, treatment, let's say, for what I was undergoing with this condition. Right. But, and the reason I asked about whether the uh, level of fusion has changed, it, it's, uh, it sounds from what you're saying is that there were kind of two related things going on. There, w- there was the whatever the illness caused in terms of limiting motion of your spine, but then there, it sounds like there was also your reaction to that. Yeah, now you mentioned armoring, um, kind of a Reikian term, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> but armoring really just means protecting yourself um, uh, unduly, perhaps with uh, creating extra tension in your body, and um, so I mean that, and that's the kind of thing, of course, that the Alexander technique is is well known for being able to help with. But from what you know, I am kind of curious, has the degree of of the sort of medically diagnosed symptom itself changed from over this Yes. Period? I mean, it's, it, it, is, it is an interesting situation um, in that the fusion that was, was shown in the x-rays that originally had, had been, you know, let's say diagnosed with uh, was looked at again a few years later and it was non-existent. So... You know, it, it's an interesting one, and they they changed the the the, the, uh, the diagnosis from what's called ankylosing spondylitis to something now called undifferentiated spondylitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't quite describe how that happened, and um, I'm certainly pleased that it did happen. Right. And furthermore, uh, I've gotten myself into uh, kind of a new way using my body in which I very rarely feel any kind of pain at all um, related to uh, back pain or neck pain mm-hmm. um, relative to what I used to feel. You know, maybe once or twice a year I'll, I'll feel some sharp, uh, more acute pain, usually based on, on something that I myself know I've done um, to mm-hmm. exacerbate the pain, so, uh, like lifting something very heavy in the wrong way or something that seems to be related to my, the use of my body. Right, right. So that's the first piece. And then the second piece, Robert, what you mentioned, which is very, very um, accurate, is that people with spondylitis can relate to this in the fact that they feel as if if they don't body armor or increase their muscle tension near where the pain may be. So, for instance, if you have pain in your shoulder, you would kind of tighten your neck or tighten around your shoulder and arm to try to make sure that you didn't exacerbate the pain. Um, that's really the way that sort of your body naturally goes about, um, 
trying to alleviate the pain. That's the exact wrong route to take. You know, what you want to do is, is let go in those, uh, those destinations in your body where you, your body armoring mm -hmm. and you may increase range of motion and, and you will decrease pain. It's sort of a domino effect. You keep increasing the body armoring and the, and the muscle tension in your body and it seems to cause more and more havoc. Uh, whereas the Alexander Technique sort of teaches a new method of using your body where you decrease muscular tension, you subtract the pain in your body or, or the muscle tension in your body. Right. And I think we need to be make it really clear to anyone listening uh, that the Alexander Technique is not a, a therapy. It's Correct. not a medical procedure. We don't – the Alexander practitioners are, are – called, we're called teachers and what we do is – is teach. We we show people some different possibilities of organizing themselves for movement, and um, from that can come things like less pain or discomfort, and more efficient movement. But it it also sounds a little bit like maybe some of the measured the the measured symptoms that caused you to be diagnosed one way were maybe in part a reflection of how you had reacted to them in the first place. Do you think that's a, a possibility? Yeah. It's that a you yourself egg, inadvertently yeah. may have, uh, what can we say, uh, enhanced the disease process. Potentially. 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 I, mean, I mean, this it, we're speculating here. Exactly. But I think we it, it is kind of interesting that that, you know, that the diagnosis changed quite dramatically after a few years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, it's a hypothetical. It's hard to say mm -hmm. um, if it's chicken before the egg type of thing. You mm -hmm. know, what I do know about what the diagnosis, um, you know, from talking to a number of folks and reading, there's a wonderful book called Ankylosing Spondylitis by Mohammed Khan who's sort of the foremost uh, expert on the subject uh, and reading a lot about it, seeing a lot of uh, uh, medical professionals to try to learn more about how I can treat it. Um, it's an autoimmune condition. So your immune system sort of kicks up uh, extra inflammation where it doesn't need to. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much control you can have over that. However, what you can control is your reaction to that inflammation. Yes. And the reaction to the inflammation should not be to body armor or increase stiffness or muscle tension to try to prevent more pain. Um, because that, that doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, what it does do, I guess, yeah. I mean, to be fair, what it can do is is uh, kind of block the the temporarily block the transmission mechanism of the pain perhaps in a, for for a brief period of time it, but maybe. but it, but it but it ultimately it's likely to to uh, perhaps lead to more pain yeah yeah i mean it, it's 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 one of those interesting things and and i think you know for those of you out there that are listening and 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 just listening who have back pain and, and, and are familiar with this exact uh, situation, spondylitis. If you ever get a back spasm, you probably have felt a similar uh, kind of need in, in, in yourself to make sure that you stiffen up or increase the tension around where you have the acute pain for fear that if you re release and let go in that particular area and move a little bit too much, you'll get more pain. Uh, and so 
definitely there is probably some use for this at the most acute levels when you go into spasm, um, your body sort of bracing against and, and limiting the amount of movement. However, uh, once you, let's say, use ice or some other kind of remedy to try to uh, neutralize the pain, at that point when you go into recovery, you do need to begin to move about around a bit. And, uh, and particularly inside your body, you need to send the signal or message to yourself to release and let go in that particular area and not to continually hold on so tight because other parts of your body compensate and then it has this domino effect where you begin to become distorted in your overall body use. Mm -hmm. And and there's also the issue that where you perceive the pain to be uh, may not be where the where what's happening is causing the pain. Correct. That's that's another sort of another layer of complication. Um, maybe uh, it, it would be helpful for our listeners um, who have spond- spondylitis to just say very briefly, like if 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 someone who who has that condition comes to an Alexander technique teacher such as yourself for lessons maybe you could just spend a minute minute or two talking about what they might expect to have happen well it it, it sort of is tailor-made for for a spondylitis sufferer i mean you know me when i first went to a lesson uh you know i was hoping just to relieve pain and you know hoping to find something with the alexander technique based on what i read about it to you know, increased movement in my body to, to have better alignment. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Alexander Technique helping with posture. Um, so these are all things that, that rang true to, to my particular uh, situation. So what you do when you go to an Alexander teacher is they work with you uh, specifically on usually two different parts of, uh, of the overall lesson. One is in a chair and the other one's in a table. And there's usually some time spent walking around or, or doing everyday movements such as squatting, bending, breathing, etc. But really the Alexander teacher will spend time looking at you as you move through space, um, specifically the sitting motion, which is a, which is a, a kind of a, a squatting type of motion. And see how you articulate at your joints and see if there is excess muscle tension that you bring into that specific movement. Um, it sounds like a simple movement, but we spend most of our lives sitting up to 14 hours a day. Um, so learning how you sit and learning how you stand uh, are two really important parts of everyday living that, that a sufferer should need to learn how to do better. That's the first part. The second part um, typically will be in a table where the Alexander teacher will move your body in different ways in which they're encouraging you to understand how your body works, um, how it moves, how it articulates at the joints, and, and, and basically seeing where you may be holding pressure, strain, or tension in your body and helping you let go of that tension. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it feels great at the end of a lesson. You feel lighter. You feel, um, you know, at least in my particular case, I felt less pain. Uh, but more importantly, you walk away with really a method for you to use yourself differently. And that for a spondylitis sufferer is a wonderful tool to take into their lives. And I assume that um, the, the, the table work you describe typically, the student is lying on the 
with their back on the table, but in a very a specific configuration that is their knees are elevated and there's usually uh, relative to their hips and there's usually some support under their head and i assume that Correct. you you um uh, encourage your students to do that on their own right yes it's absolutely incredibly powerful uh self-help uh process that in fact uh, can be beneficial to anybody um whether they're taking Alexander lessons or not, it's kind of interesting that process. It goes under different names, sometimes constructive rest, sometimes yep. the Alexander lying down position. It's sometimes called active rest. Uh, there are a couple of other names for it. Uh has been getting a lot of buzz on the web lately as uh, a self-help to- tool that anyone can use. And I would think that someone with spondylitis would be... Um, would would be particularly likely to derive some benefits from that because it really helps you to learn to release tension in a situation where it's pretty obvious that no tension is needed. And uh, it also kind of conspires to undo that pressure that sitting and standing um, tend to create over the course of a day. Absolutely, Robert. That's a perfect definition. I mean, what's what's so interesting about you know I've I've heard it referred to again a, a lot of those things. Constructive rest, probably most most commonly, is that in that semi-supine position um, where, where you're treating yourself essentially on the ground, mm-hmm. um, you you are in some effects doing what people do when they meditate in a sitting position, um, mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. less load on your spine because you, you're able to lay down uh, mm-hmm. flat on the floor. So as opposed to being prescribed exercises or given specific stretches or postures, the Alexander Technique, from a self-care standpoint, um, has this wonderful technique, which is called the constructive rest, um, where you really lay down and then go deep into your own body. And I, I call it like, a, like an MRI or a, a CAT scan of yourself where you kind of look, where am I holding uh, tension or pressures inside my own body? And how can I let go of those, uh, those tensions and pressures? And it really gets you connected um, from a mind-body standpoint to understand you know, where your habits of holding tension are. The lessons are wonderful in that it sort of teaches you uh, where those things may be going on, where those distortions might be happening, where that tension might be uh, manifesting itself in your body. So um, they are very effective. Right. Um, Matt, is there anything that we haven't covered that uh, you'd like to mention before we uh, end the podcast? Absolutely. I think, you know, uh, I think the my one last thing I would say for people that do have this condition and just people who have back pain in general, because it can be very debilitating in their lives, is that at the end of the day, um, there are certain things that may help, for instance, massage or physical therapy or chiropractic and, and, and certain medications may help alleviate um, pain. So I think it's important to explore all of these different modalities as you get deeper into understanding how you can sort of treat yourself. Uh, The key thing with the Alexander Technique that's special and unique is you will come out of the Alexander Technique lesson or lessons with some tools you can really use on your own. And those tools will be long-lasting in your your, your ability to sort of affect change in your own body. So 
uh, it's certainly recommended have you know highly it, it changed my life and uh, also led me to uh, to becoming an Alexander uh, teacher so um, I, I believe in it uh, wholeheartedly and, and I would add to that I, I have interviewed a number of people who've used the have studied the Alexander technique and uh, as a result or came to it as a result of chronic illnesses of various kinds Parkinson's and uh, uh, a whole variety of them, and one thing that pretty much everyone has all all those people have in common is that they say the thing about the Alexander technique that real one of the things that really distinguishes it from everything else that they uh, tend to have uh, been exposed to is that it's an extremely empowering process. It shows you how you can make changes in yourself. And that really is something that sets it apart from a lot of other a lot of other things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So maybe on that note this would be um a, a good time to bring our conversation to uh, a close. Uh my my guest today has been Matt Pressman, an Alexander Technique teacher in Delray Beach, Florida. And if anything that uh, we've been talking about uh, intrigues you, and certainly if you live in Delray Beach, and what's the name of that county that it's in? Uh, Palm Beach County. Palm Beach County. Um, Get hold of Matt. We'll put a link to his site by the interview. And if you live anywhere else in the world, uh, we'll put a link to um, a site where you can find a teacher in your area. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. Robert, thanks. It's been a pleasure.